It's Tim Albright with an AV Spotlight highlighting the AV and IT technology managers who make all the AV happen. Um, I am your host. With me today, I am absolutely pleased uh, to uh, have her with me, Lex Peters from USC. Welcome, ma'am. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, we I met uh, Lex from uh, through our, our good friend, Mr. Joe Way. Um, Lexi is also uh, one, I guess, part of the team that, that handles uh, its Joe's Joe uh, handle on Twitter. So you need to check that out as well. Um, but be, before we get started, you know, just kind of one of the things that we start here. Have help folks understand kind of what you do in the realm of, of USC and, and the, the AV parts of that. Um, you know, what's what is it that you do on a daily basis, kind of your title and everything? Yeah, so actually, I originally started as just an analyst under the customer experience team, but that has quickly evolved over this last year into um, me being the official CX designer. And what that essentially means is we kind of saw a gap in um, creating a customer experience that was exceptional. Um, And a lot of, especially in technology, a lot of that is being able to communicate to people kind of in layman terms or when they're stressed out and different things like that. So we really saw a need for design and thoughtful design and instruction for our students and our faculty. Um, So that's where I come in. So I have a team under me or, that's some student workers who who are getting degrees in design and different things like that. And what we do is recreate um, anything from our website to um, one sheeters for anyone um, touching our technology. Um, we create designs that make it really easy to understand, really intuitive. And um, we also sit and really think and analyze the customer experience and every touch point our customers have and make sure that experience is exceptional and not stressful and something that you can walk away from happy and know that we are always a resource for them. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, How did you get involved in the, in the AV, you know, in in this crazy AV industry? Yeah. So um, I, transferred into CBU my going into my junior year of college and I just needed a job and I kept looking at postings and there wasn't much and then I found the AV one um, and that happened to be with Joe and I got an interview and I told him I said I know nothing about AV or technology except for the fact that I'm a native cell phone user, perhaps. <laughs> and then he said, no worries. Um, talk to me about your customer service um, abilities. And I have those. I've worked in customer experience my basically my entire life. So um, from there, he said, you know what? The AV stuff is teachable. Customer experience, that's something you kind of got to have a knack for. And I was hired and I was part of um, his first team he'd ever hired at, US, um, at CBU. So, so your, that's how I got started. Service. Yeah, your your customer service then is is what kind of what you got in there. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about that that for a second, and and it's something it's an aspect that po- folks really don't understand when it comes to especially higher education technology managers, right? The these mm-hmm. in house integrators, the folks that interface with with staff, but also faculty. Um, and if you've never dealt with faculty, it is a special uh, it's a special <laughs> breed of people. Right. Explain mm-hmm. why customer service is so important for for those wonderful uh, but fragile uh, faculty <laughs> members. Yeah, I think customer experience is all about um, 
Well, that's what it is. That's what it's about. It's about creating an exceptional experience for them. And I think um, the biggest aspect of that is being able to be empathetic of the teachers. So really putting yourself in their shoes and saying, okay, you got this job and you've been putting all this work into, you know, the degrees to get to where you are now to be able to teach on the subject as an expert. And then you created this curriculum. You have these students who may or may not care about your class. You already have a lot of things seemingly working against you but then you're also trying really hard and all you want to do is teach and then you input technology and if you've worked really hard to get to that point where you're in the classroom and ready to go and then suddenly technology doesn't work that's incredibly frustrating and it's not personal but it um, it's not personal with them being upset with you but it's just a, a frustrating situation so being able to put yourself in their shoes and and you know be as understanding as possible and um work as quickly as possible and being kind to them, even though mostly every time they begin talking to you, they're already upset. So being able to go in there, you know, even keeled and um, helping them as much as possible, but also um, kind of the secret to an exceptional customer experience is being proactive about that. So reaching out to teachers and faculty at the beginning of the semester, letting them know that you're a resource to them. As a student worker, the one that I think really set me apart um, when I initially started was that I, I, I knew of a teacher who was very afraid of technology. She hated technology. She'd been teaching for so many years and she didn't have, she didn't have her use it before. So why does she need it now? But she felt like she was kind of being forced to use it. So, but she was an exceptional teacher. You know, everyone loved her classes. So, um, what I did was I went to her class for the entire semester to her class a half an hour before each class to just stand with her and then get everything working and making sure everything was you know squared away so that her class went seamlessly and that is a lot of work but also we had the most loyal teacher you know the amount of good words that came from her about our department was just fantastic for us because nobody likes IT sometimes so so it's just kind of making sure to preemptively um, you know, solve problems or, you know, and, and trying to make everyone's lives easier and your lives will be easier. And it's all just a cycle. So I'm sitting yeah. here going, you, you are a much better technology manager than I ever was like ever, <laughs> ever. Cause I, I, I I'm going to tell myself here, but, but there was, there was one particular uh, professor um, and he wasn't very nice. Let's be honest. You know, he was just not, he was, he was extra and he would inevitably call um about the dumbest things and and eventually one time I, I i still remember this um he couldn't get his speakers working and that's because the power wasn't on um <laughs> and so i walked in and i i turned the power on the speakers and i walked out and that was it and he goes well, what'd you do i said i turned the stupid things on and i just and he just in front of class and everything i should not have done that don't misunderstand i should not have done that in any way shape or form uh, but yeah, you're much better than I ever was, dude. That, that's freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> talk for a second about, you know, some of your, I just mentioned one of my biggest failures. Uh, talk about some of you, one of your biggest, um, your big, biggest fails, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in either your current role or, you know, previous one when it comes to, you know, being a tech manager. Hmm. I think any failure that anyone falls into is kind of like what you said is is losing sight of um, of how they're feeling and where they're coming from. Um, you know, like, for example, here at USC, 
um, we have, uh, during the pandemic, we put into um, works the what we called our production rooms. So we set up the rooms with D10s and um, any professor who wanted to could come in and teach their class from a private classroom here um, at the university. And it was all set up for them and we would have people come in or we would have our staff members on hand if they ever needed anything. And this is an entirely new system. This is not anything like classrooms. It has to do with Zoom. They want to see the the students, but they also want to share the board. This whole thing is a very complicated system. And I think it was very easy for us staff members to get a little bit frustrated having to explain over and over again. Um, but my team did like an exceptional talk, like my team, I don't know, my coworkers did an exceptional job of, you know, going there and making sure you're really patient. And I think the biggest mistake anyone can make is getting frustrated that you have to explain something over and over and over again, because could you go into that class and teach their class? No. People are masters at different subjects and our brains work differently. And just because, you know, it seems very easy to us, it doesn't mean that it's easy to them. And, um, I wouldn't want to be teaching their class. They don't want to be dealing with technology. So it kind of is just understanding your role and how you can help them and um, help them be as successful as possible. And as much as I want to toot my own horn and say I was a great student worker, I lost sight of that, especially because I think our student, the student workers on my team, we were all really close friends. So it became kind of hanging out and we became so close to each other um, that we didn't want to leave and go help teachers and a huge part of that is leaving the office and preemptively going to help them or helping them as soon as possible, moving quickly, understanding the urgency there. So um, kind of not being too social and understanding that this is a job and a huge part of your job is, you know, being kind of that emergency services type of status and getting there as soon as possible, being willing to help, understanding the problem, um, having somebody on hand in case it's a bigger technical issue and um, you need to get more help. Um, I think that's the easiest thing to fall into is um, forgetting your primary role as a technician. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's something that you wish um, manufacturers or even you know dealers, integrators knew about what you did and what you faced on a daily basis? Um, okay, so it's, that's a little bit harder for me to talk on because I don't deal with them. I'm like a couple you know um, degrees over, but I think. I think at the end of the day, it's just understanding from what I've seen of my team communicating to manufacturers and different things like that is, you know, we're all trying to solve problems. It's, you know, typically when we're talking to each other, it's to solve a problem. Um, so it's not like, it's not always this happy thing. It's kind of like an urgent thing. So being willing to help, being willing to solve problems, willing to think outside of the box and find solutions, because at the end of the day, we are all the whole, you know, life cycle of everything is all to help teachers and all to educate students. We need to remember that that's the primary focus as much as, you know, sales or new technologies or all of that is like very exciting and having the most advanced thing. It doesn't matter if teachers aren't able to use it and students aren't able to learn from it. If that makes sense, you, mm -hmm. it, we, we need to keep sight of what our goal is. All right, that makes sense. Um, take a look at the AV industry, and, and this can be, you know, d you know, d dealing with diversity. This can be, you know, technology, anything you want. Uh, mm -hmm. But Lex Peters gets a magic AV wand, and you get to, to use it one time. What happens? 
Oh gosh. I think, um, I remember this coming up on LinkedIn a couple, maybe weeks or months ago, but somebody was explaining how the community seems very severed at times, um, which was very shocking to me because I've been on the Twitter community and I, I feel very much a part of it. But I think I got really lucky in knowing Joe and being able to be introduced to so many wonderful I, folks. I'm sorry, you, you were lucky to know Joe? I know. Don't tell him. <laughs> no, don't tell him that at all. <laughs> um, but being able to be introduced to so many wonderful people, I think um, just making sure that whomever you meet, whomever you come into contact with in the AV industry, that you are welcoming, welcoming them in and um, sharing your resources and knowledge, not really gatekeeping, but also just um, creating this community and making it, you know, very warm because I feel like um, it's easy to feel very siloed in your own ITAV department at universities and not feel like you're a part of something greater when we're all, you know, all across the United States and the world, we're working towards something greater. And um, so just being cognizant of that, I would say, just make everyone a big, happy family. <laughs> we're all talking to each other. So. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I tease about Joe Way and he is, he's a, he is a dear friend. He, started um a new podcast for him uh mm -hmm. called give me a minute uh i guess about a month or so ago and he did an episode called a seat at the table that he says was about you mm -hmm. can you talk about that for a second um i probably should have listened to that <laughs> he told me to listen to it <laughs> but i've been so busy with okay. the move but i did and it was fantastic, okay. but now I want to know how, how Lex figures into that one. Um, so if I'm guessing what it's about, I, I've felt kind of on the outside of things a lot. And um, I think, you know, all our lives, we want our opinions to matter. So I think it's, it's kind of one of those things that's like working really hard and, and um, finally getting to the point where I feel like you get a seat at the table and you get to voice your opinions and your thoughts and your ideas. Um, and I think that's an exceptional thing, but it, it's, it's hard to get there. And, um, I think it's two sided. So it's being on the outside and it's being on the inside and willing to bring people to the table. And I think Joe's done a great job of that is he, he doesn't gatekeep. He uses people for their talents and, um, really brings them in if they are the best at whatever that, you know, best at finding a solution forever for whatever the problem is. And, um, that's a that's a super cool feeling, and I I remember being like, te texting him um, and being like, I can't believe I'm here, like with these people, like the, oh, like these people are like six steps up the ladder. Like I would never be able to talk to them on a regular basis, but suddenly they're asking me my opinion for the first time in my life, <laughs> which is which was a huge step in my career. And I I remember doing like a happy dance after the meeting. I was so nervous the entire time, but like afterwards I was like, wow, that just happened, and. It was such a cool feeling and, I, and a, a feeling that I'm really blessed to have, but um, it's exciting because, you know, you work really hard and educate yourself and um, go out of your way to learn these skills to be the best you can be at your job and um, getting to the point where you're at the table and your your voice is being heard, I think is it's very exciting. And um, I don't take it for granted and I can't wait for the day where I get to invite other people to the table and hear even more opinions. That's awesome. Uh, finally, as we wrap up here, um, re regardless of, of what you carry around with you, whether it's a fanny pack or a backpack or a briefcase, what uh, what's two or three things that are always with you at all times as you're roaming around USC? 
Roaming around USC, um, my lanyard that holds okay. my IDs and cards <laughs> um, and my phone. And that's what I have on me at all times. <laughs> Just those two. Um, I do have that little, um, I call I called it a tiny Tim when I first started because I could never remember what the names of tools were. And I still don't remember it. So I named it Tiny Tim in college. But it's this little guy and you switch it over and it's a little screw and you can use it on technology. <laughs> it fits like all of them. It's the tiniest little thing. Uh, I should Tim. remember the name of it, but that's why I named no, it Tiny I, Tim. I love I the Tiny Tim. That one, that yeah. absolutely. Very handy. Very I may handy be biased though because, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should be holding the Tiny Joe. <laughs> All right. That's super Flex, funny. thank you so much uh, for joining yeah. us. Uh, how, If somebody wants to connect with you, uh, how do they do that? Um, at It's Nice One Lex on Twitter. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Ripple underscore studio, R-I-P-P-L, no E, underscore studio. All right. Very good. Lex yeah. Peters from USC. Thank you so much. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv programs like this and a host of others and stay tuned because uh, by the time this one posts we'll have a special uh, announcement for info all that and more at aviation.tv aviation.tv <laughs>